0: today on State Scoop's Priorities Podcast from Scoop News Group. Even watchdogs need more eyes.
1: While I am the watchdog for the city, it's impossible to watch absolutely everything. When you have data that is open for everybody to see, you can engage the public in also being watchdogs and also in being more civically engaged.
0: Welcome to State Scoop's Priorities Podcast. Every Thursday, you'll get insights into the state and local government technology community. You'll hear from top leaders across the state and local world, as well as the latest news and trends ahead for the industry. I'm your host, Jake Williams. Here's what's happening this week. President Biden will appoint a chief prosecutor to target fraudulent activity against the U.S. government's pandemic relief programs. Biden says the government will go after the, quote, criminals who stole billions in relief money meant for small businesses and millions of Americans. The U.S. Labor Department estimates state unemployment systems have paid out $87 billion in phony claims since the start of the pandemic. 23 states are using voting equipment that's more than a decade old and no longer manufactured, a new report from NYU's Brennan Center for Justice says. Researchers at the center say it could cost upward of $350 million to replace all of the outdated equipment. City CIOs across the country are taking on new responsibilities and new titles. IT leads in places like San Jose, California and Orlando, Florida are stepping into bigger roles across government. The moves represent a shift toward the increasing role of technology and data in how public agencies operate. You can read these stories and more on statescoop.com. You can also find links in today's show notes. New this week from the Scoop News Group team, the Cutting Edge podcast. The show brings you the latest in higher education technology news and analysis. Cutting Edge is hosted by EdScoop's Emily Bamforth. You can listen at Cutting edgepodcast.com and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The Los Angeles Controller's Office is out with a warning for city leaders asking them to curb excess spending in the coming budget. The city is using up what remains of its American Rescue Plan funding this year. Going forward, those programs will require a different funding source, according to city controller Ron Galperin. Galperin is known across the civic and government technology sectors for his use of data dashboards and other visualizations to accompany his watchdog efforts. He's running for state controller this year. State Scoops Ryan Johnston asks him about how data factors into the work he does now.
1: Well, I believe that data... And the use of data is absolutely key to absolutely everything that we do. Uh, And and I see uh, four key uses for data. Um, It is to uh, modernize our operations in every way. It is to build awareness. Uh, It is to improve policymaking. And there's also a role in connecting communities because Uh, While I am the watchdog for the city, it's impossible to watch absolutely everything. When you have data that is open for everybody to see, you can engage the public in uh, also being watchdogs and also in being more civically
2: engaged. Mm -hmm. Your team uh, publishes reports on the city's equity um, at least several times a month, nearly weekly. Uh, regarding both financial, environmental, housing, equity, and more. Um, How are you so prolific in publishing these, uh, I guess, in getting the data out there?
1: Well, believe it or not, we have a very slim, very modest staff, but some incredible people who work in the controller's office and uh, people who are really dedicated and get an immense amount of work done. Uh, But, you know, since I was elected in 2013, I'm really focused on what I call my three major pillars. And that is about transparency. It's about trust and about transformation. And it used to be that in LA, uh, the city was ranked at the very bottom in terms of how transparent it was in its finances and its operations. Now uh, we rank at the very top of cities in the United States uh, because I wanted to open up the doors, the windows, the skylights, Uh, Everything for people to see. I I call it a a radical transparency, a a democratization of uh, all of our uh, data and information. Uh, And it's uh, not just the virtual checkbook, but it's also uh, we have every single account of the city up for everybody to see what's going in, what's going out, 40 columns of data, what's committed, what's not committed, links to governing documents, Uh, and even the name of the one individual in the city responsible for that account and their phone number and their email. Uh, We have, uh, of course, all of the uh, salary uh, and payroll uh, data that is up there uh, and is uh, kept up to date with each and every single pay period. Uh, In our virtual checkbook, we've got something like 10 million transactions that are logged uh, where you can uh, search by... uh, Uh, search by vendor, search by department, you can search by word. Let's say you type in the word glove, you will find every glove that we bought in the last 10 years, who we bought it from, what we paid for it, what the description of it was, everything from the lizard handling gloves at the zoo to the welding gloves that are used by those who work for our Department of Water and Power. And it's meant not just to be about uh, transparency, but it's also meant to uh, really be uh, something that will hopefully encourage more people to be bidders to do business with the city, for us to be able to compare what we're paying against other jurisdictions, and much more. So that's that's the uh, and, and then of course the reports are very much uh, 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 we've we've made many of our audits very very visual uh, and created many different dashboards along with those so that you can track things in real time because the nature of an audit is one that looks back. Uh, but the nature of a dashboard is something that you can have in real time. Now, the second of those T's that I mentioned is trust. And let's be frank, people do not feel very trusting in government and government uh, does not always earn our trust. But I think that the very future of our democracy is really at stake uh, and that we have to find ways for people uh, to feel trusting in government. We have to find ways for government to earn that trust for people to be engaged uh, and not feel uh, that uh, government is working against them, but to feel that government is actually working uh, with them and for them. And uh, I think openness is a big part of uh, helping to build that trust.
2: What are some of the considerations you're taking into account when you're building an infographic or or a data dashboard that looks forward um, uh, for for, uh, residents and city officials that might not be as fluent in data?
1: Right. I'll, 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 I'll address that in one second. I just want to address the third of those T's, which is transformation, and say that you know the world is changing uh, very quickly and very radically at a much faster pace than ever before in history. And with that, uh, how we do things has to change as well. It's not uh, acceptable anymore to say this is how we've done it the last 20 years. Therefore, this is how we have to keep doing it. And the expectation that people have in terms of how technology uh, can improve their lives uh, and improve services is such that we in government have find a way not just to lag behind, but to, to really uh, keep a pace and ideally to even be one step ahead when it comes to how we can transform government using uh, the many new tools uh, that are available. You know, as to your question about how we visualize things, uh, you know, there is the old adage, of course, that a picture is worth a thousand words. And I think that that is true today as ever before. Uh, uh, look, there are many ways that you can present data. If you can have it in its raw form, and we provide that on our website. Uh, you can provide it in table form. You can provide it in, uh, uh, in chart form. But uh, putting it in dashboard forms and also putting it in attractive graphics, I think, is really important. Again, you want people to be engaged. If you want to get people to think differently about something, if you want to see a change happen in public policy, if you're able to help people visualize what the issue is, uh, and if you're able to help visualize what some of the problems are, what some of the solutions are, then... Uh, you can you can get a lot more uh, positive change implemented.
2: Over the last three years, um, or uh, last two years, with COVID nineteen um, uh, really highlighting the importance of data, how have you seen the city's uh, response or public response to your reports um, change? Are are your efforts leading to would you say a more a more uh, data fluent city workforce?
1: Well, I believe absolutely so. And um, uh, you can also see if you if you go, for example, to uh, uh, audits and reviews page of LAController.org, what you'll find is uh, many of the kinds of reports that we've done. First of all, we created our own uh, COVID-19 resource hub, which uh, uh, has hundreds of different resources available and uh, there's, let's say, a box if you're a renter, if you're an owner, if you're a small business person, if you're an immigrant, we tried to kind of put them in baskets so that people could easily uh, find many of the resources that they need. Um, we had a map uh, of uh, you know, all of the incidences of uh, COVID, um, including, you know, unfortunately, mortality rates uh, by neighborhood, Um, And also by age, by race, by ethnicity, uh, so that we could better understand uh, where uh, the worst of the problems were and better understand where we need to direct resources. And then we layered that once vaccinations became available with where vaccinations were being uh, actually deployed so that you can better understand where should you be deploying, where are you successful in doing it, what, what zip codes are. Uh, we're doing very well, and which ones we're lagging behind, uh, which is a. And if you visualize that, that makes a very, very big difference. Um, we uh, we've done a lot of visualization, for example, on where uh, where are LA's broken sidewalks, uh, visualizations on um, uh, on uh, illegal dumping. Uh, and then we also uh, did visualizations looking at our own workforce and inequities in terms of, uh, uh, you know, both based on uh, uh, are, we, uh, are we equitable when it comes to pay uh, with women? Are we equitable when it comes to uh, uh, ethnic and uh, racial uh, diversity, but, you know, particularly uh, uh, equity in pay? Um, which we found was not the case, unfortunately, and that there's a lot of work to do on that. Uh, but uh, a number of, of reports that we issued also were very much about how do you employ new technologies, especially in this age of, uh, of COVID. So those included a report that we did on protecting privacy uh, because there's so much data that's been gathered and it's great and it's meant to you know, move traffic more quickly, to improve public safety, all of those things, right? But there's just so much of that data being gathered about us. How do we make sure that it's secure? How do we make sure that it's you know used in uh, in a way that is for good and uh, and not for bad? Um, we had another report at our four one one service. Um, uh, excuse me, on our um, uh, on our three one one service, and uh, that is uh, about how people have a totally different set of expectations about. Uh, how they're going to call for uh, for help from the city, uh, our app, and used to be that it was about people picking up the phone. Now it's very much app-based. Um, and then we also put together a, a report called A Stronger Connection, uh, and this was expanding digital government services and all, uh, and all of the kind of services that could and should be offered uh, online. Uh, now, by the way, part of this is also making sure that people in every neighborhood have access to uh to to broadband because we know that there's been a real you know technology gap uh in cities across our nation, and we want to make sure that if we provide a lot of digital services that they're going to be available to everybody uh but uh imagine uh, not having to uh schlep down to city hall uh but being able to get things done from your from your own uh device anywhere anytime. And that's what people's expectations are, and that's the direction that we that we need to be moving in.
2: Where in twenty two, uh, where else uh, do you see data playing a role um, uh, in your reports? I, I see data playing a role absolutely
1: in every single report. There's not a, a single report that we do in which it's not a crucial part. Actually, we issued a report just yesterday um, about. Uh, what's known as Prop Triple H. This is a measure that was approved by voters now six years ago for creating permanent supportive housing for those experiencing homelessness. And, and I've consistently pointed out how uh, it is failing to meet its mark, uh, how it's very slow, how it's very expensive. Uh, and, uh, and among other things, we mapped every single one of the projects that are either completed or underway or on the drawing board what are the costs of those units, what are the components of the cost of those units, be it in terms of materials or labor or fees or uh, soft costs or land. Uh, and again, that's how you engage people and get them to you know, have a better understanding of what the issues are and, and hopefully how we begin to address them.
2: Where, where do the uh, ideas for your reports come from?
1: Well, um, there are uh, multiple uh, sources. There are some reports that are uh, required for us to do by charter. Uh, There are some that are suggested by the public. There are some that may be suggested by one of the other elected officials. There are some that um, uh, a department may have an issue or a problem and wants us to come in and help to evaluate. Uh, There are some where this is just an issue that is of uh, that has been raised by you know one of the people in our own office or one that I happen to be very interested and passionate about, um, but we also do a risk analysis, uh, looking at various departments, and you know that risk analysis uh, gives us uh, some idea about what are some of the some of the issues that we should be examining. It's impossible to audit everything, of course, and so we will we will look at for every audit for every report. What are the resources that are needed? What's it going to cost for us to do it? How much money is at stake? Uh, if, um, uh, uh, you know, when we issue this audit on, on a particular subject in a particular department, is it something that we believe will then have um, applicability to other departments and therefore can be leveraged to do more good beyond just the department that we examined? Um, it's also based on what are some of the most fundamental challenges and problems that we have and uh some of them are are uh, immediate uh such as uh the crisis that we have of, of homelessness and, and of affordable housing which everybody can see just by looking at our streets um, some of them are uh less immediate and um uh seemingly uh you know uh, uh less urgent but really no less urgent when you think about it such as uh emergency planning and uh, 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 cybersecurity, things that not everybody thinks about every single day, but boy, you got to be ready.
0: Ron Galperin, the controller for the city of Los Angeles, California. You can read more about what he's up to at statescoop.com. You can also read more about government data and analytics efforts as part of Statescoop's special report on data and analytics. To hear more conversations like this, you can subscribe at PrioritiesPodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. This show is a product of Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. James Mahoney helped put the show together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. Until next week, I'm your host, Jake Williams.